Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. All right. All right. <sighs> What's up, Josh? Just hanging out with you. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm blushing. I'm trying to develop a more um, chill demeanor. Mm. Not as a permanent state of being, but just to have that in my my repertoire. <laughs> of demeanors. Of demeanors. In your arsenal of, of demeanors. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly because I listened to the last episode and I found myself screaming a lot. Not screaming. We were excited. We being were, excited. We were getting passionate. I just don't like sounding excited, apparently. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I had secondhand embarrassment of myself. Um, so I'm just going to develop another chill demeanor. Well, another demeanor that is chill. And then uh, assume that depending on which circumstance I am in, you know? I'll let you know how it goes. I'll keep you posted. Oh, if if you can tell that I'm chill factor was at about an eight out of ten today. <laughs> okay, okay. After after uh, every every single call we ever have, <laughs> at the end of it all, just that's the accountability. How do you balance <laughs> receiving feedback and ignoring hate? <laughs> um in life because i know we've talked we've talked a lot about being ourselves and being happy with ourselves and we're not always going to be able to make everyone happy etc etc ad nauseum yeah i mean that's a that is a i i have a i have a story to answer that question ish and then I will explain, I guess, afterwards. But it was in high school, and we had to... There was, like, this debate club thing um, where, like, once every two weeks, there would be a debate in the auditorium between two people arguing uh, about a sp particular topic for, like, the first 30 minutes, and then the next 30 to 45 minutes, the audience can ask questions uh, about, you know challenging each of our sides and we have to defend ourselves blah 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 and and what's cool about this is that um the arguers wow the debaters uh, are work together on it so we gave each other the rebuttal questions we gave each other what we were saying and that way when we had to address each other and ask questions it wasn't like out of nowhere but it, you can't predict the questions of the audience. And so mm -hmm. one of the debates was, and at the time it was the girl who wanted to move or did move to Oregon because um, euthanasia was allowed there. I think is what the, why this was relevant at the time. And so the debate was whether it's okay there will definitely be a trigger warning for this one. I realize that now. Maybe not. We'll see. But it was the debate was whether or not it was okay to 
practice in euthanasia or not. And then they they nicely reworded it as pro-life versus pro-choice. Um, pro-choice meaning, yeah, you can but choose. I feel like those are different. I think so, too. I thought so, too. They encompass a lot more than just euthanasia. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, exactly. So, so anyways, they got the pro-choice person. I'm going to say pro-euthanasia, like pro-ability to partake in euthanasia. Pro-choice, whatever. Um, like, people were like, yes, like, I, I'll argue this is really easy, blah, 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 blah. And they couldn't get anybody to argue against euthanasia or or their idea of pro-life, which is making sure nobody can kill anybody, even including themselves. They couldn't get a single person uh, for obvious reasons being a very negative connotation to the idea of pro-life. Um, and so they, they, they go up to me and they're like, hey, Jethro, um, we hear that you're Catholic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, so we know you must be 100% all the way pro-life. Like, will you please do this side of the argument for us? It would mean a lot to us because it's a very important topic. And I'm like, this is a very weird assumption to assume that just because I identify as one thing that I am anti-euthanasia. Um, but I was like, screw it. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Just because without it, and nothing would have happened. Um, and so then I, I, I wouldn't say I was particularly passionate about one side or the other. It's not like I came into this with uh, like a personal grudge and being like, I'm going to make sure that I win. It was just for the sake of argument, I guess, for me. Um, and plus, it's a super complex topic, and I don't really want to get into that right now. But I, I, I planned my talk. I planned my debate. I talked about it with other people. And um, then I talked with my partner about it, who is one of my closest friends in, from high school. And and then the, the day came and it was 7 p.m. Everyone was and I was like, there's like 200, 300 people here, just a bunch of high schoolers and like some teachers and some adults. And they were like, all right, you guys have like 15 minutes to present your side, blah, 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 blah. Then you guys can ask rebuttal questions to each other. And then it goes open to the floor. And we're like, okay. So I'm, you know, I argue my point. Swell argument. Did a lot of research. He argued his point. Swell. He did his research. Um, asked each other the rebuttal questions. Um, swell. That was fine. And then... The audience. Then for 30 to 45 minutes, I got absolutely rocked like destroyed and if it, it was like 300 let's say it was 300 students i would say like 290 of them were against me and 10 of them which were my friends who were there to support me um were the other 10 people and it was just it wasn't a personal thing for me but it became like a personal attack almost um and it was just like oh this is this does not feel good this not like it was just like how could you possibly believe that like why didn't you give them like why would you not give them that choice blah 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 um and i did not take it well at all afterwards i went home and i i did not go to school for the next few days i was too afraid to show my face like i was upset at my friends because they could have said anything but didn't 
Um, and I guess that's not on, I, I, I can't really blame them because it's a tough thing to really throw yourself out there. Um, and so how do I balance, how did I balance it then? I did not at all. I, 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 I don't, I went in was like, ah, oh, love being the center of attention, love like talking about important points. This is great. Um, but you forget that you can't please everybody, no matter how hard you try, even if you are a people pleaser, um, because there are people who don't like people pleasers and they know that. So you can't even please them. Um, but in, in my mind, it was like, I need them to love me. I need everybody to love me. And so to, and I was like, by putting myself out there, more people can love me. My idea of love at the time. Um, but I didn't consider the fact that more people would dislike me. Um, and that was really tough. And that was during a point in my uh, life where I also had just extremely low self-esteem and was going through a lot. Um, and so to do something like that was just reinforcement. Um, and so I, I went down into the depths of self-worth for a few years through college. Um, and I think reflecting on that and especially since, you know, doing something like this, we're putting ourselves in front of people. Um, and we might talk about things that we could be ignorant on and people will lash out. People might not like our personalities. Um, and then there are people who do like the personalities and do like what we talk about. Um, and so obviously a very relevant question because, um, well, we're doing it, mm -hmm. but I think, uh, and this is where it gets tough, obviously, because, um, at one point or at one stance, you can say, you know, it was never about my, the people it was about, it's always about me and it's not about them. Right. And just have that stoic of a stance or that extreme of a stance where you go, it's just between me and me. Um, it's not between me and them. But I think that goes too far in one direction where you're not really acknowledging the people who are supporting you and are cheering you on. And I think the other extreme that's too dangerous is, you know, taking it all in and having every single comment or every single sentence mean something. Um, I think here it's, for me at least, it was never about balance. It was about, can I, can I love myself enough that any additional love just makes me feel better and any other, and anything that is not love cannot detract from my own sense of self-worth. And so it wasn't really like, okay, like it was just more like, yeah, I'll let good things get to me and I won't let bad things affect me because the bad things don't really matter. Um, and the good things do because it, I feel better because of it. And the people who left that comment left the comment because they feel better about the whole thing. Um, and so I guess that's my long winded answer. Um, but I definitely was naive at first and was like, yeah, it, it won't, it won't hurt. It won't hit, but it does. And especially when you're a type of person who puts yourself out there, um, it happens. But I think, I think that's life. I think we go through, I, you know, even if you don't put yourself out there, middle school, high school, college, it's, 
you know, even out in the real world, there are always things that we compare ourselves with others. There are always things where we um, will always be judged no matter what. Um, and so it was a cool life lesson, not just for putting myself out there and the risk, but also knowing that not everybody will like you and that's okay. You just hope you find the people that like you and you like back and the people that don't like you, you hope that they find their own group of people that like them and like, and have them like them back. So there you, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel like that's, that's gone in practice trying to let the positive comments and the love that you receive get to you without letting negative comments detract from your feelings of self-worth self-worth have you um, had examples of i mean that's that's a pretty stark example for a couple of reasons one because it was in person and so we have a lot of conversations i'm not sure if we've talked about it um in a recording yet about comparisons between being face-to-face with people or a group of people and putting things out on the internet. Um, but not only was it face-to-face, but it was also people that you had to see in class every day and in the hallway every day. There was no real way for you to kind of unplug and extricate yourself from that situation. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I learned is that nothing matters forever. Meaning, I mean, obviously that's an extreme phrase, but what I mean to say by that is any extreme scandal that happens goes away after a while. I mean, we don't talk about all of the tragic things that have happened in our life constantly all the time. Um, That thing happened four years ago, five years ago, six years ago now. Wow, geez. Um, And no one thinks about it. No one really talks about it. It just becomes a story for me. And I think after two or three weeks, it was just a passing thing, right? Um, There were other things to talk about. There was other drama or other um, complicated things to talk about. Um, And so I think one thing I realized is that the world does not revolve around me. It's not like all of my actions and everything I do are out for the world to see at all times. People, People move on. People forget. People look past that. And honestly, it's a lot of wasted energy to have active dislike towards somebody because of a debate that they had. And so people were like, angry for maybe a few days um but eventually they let it go me i let it affect me way longer than it affected anybody else um and so it was one of those things where it was like yeah it might be my whole world in that moment it might have sucked in that moment and it might suck for a little while longer but two weeks from now i'm not even going to be thinking about it and so life continues life moves on um it's when you start to internalize and start to like write down all the negative things people say about you and start to believe it where it becomes unhealthy. Um, and I think also I figured that out. I, I think I, I did some dumb like Instagram, social media experiments for myself, which was like, I'm going to post something that I would never post and see what happens. Um, and so literally I like, you know, I opened Instagram and I took a photo directly from the Instagram app and then just posted it. Um, and it got like way less likes than like a normal post. Guess what? You know, I had the same amount of friends afterwards. Life continued afterwards. Um, the people who still loved me, who loved me, still love me. Um, nothing changed. Nothing changed. 
Um, I wrote some poetry and I got a lot of good feedback from it. But I also know there are people who are reading and going, what is, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Um, and, but nothing changed. I, I mean, nothing really important changed. I didn't lose people in my life. I think the only thing that did change is like newfound respect for myself, like love for myself. And I realized it's like, all I need is me. And I'm lucky to have the friends that I have. Um, Do you feel like all you need is you? It's weird. I, I like, I actually do. Um, and not in a isolated, I'm going to be independent and not lean on anybody kind of way. But yeah. I, I remember when I, when I was in high school and college and pursuing romantic relationships and also pursuing platonic relationships, part of the love was conditional because I always thought subconsciously, um, it was never malicious. It was like, how can they make me feel loved? Like, how can I fish for that compliment or how can I make them feel closer to me than um before and um it was always self-serving in that way where i needed them to give me my sense of self-worth but in terms of self-worth the only person who can really give that to you permanently um is yourself um and of course you know i could also say your relationship with god i i tend to say that those are pretty synonymous um think love of self is love of god too ultimately um and so um yeah i think all i really do need is me and my relationship with god but i don't i don't want to have to you know i hope people can assume that but i mean let's say you left my life my life still continues with me. So I don't need you. Um, wow, that just sounds terrible. Wow. I'm- there you have it, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's episode. <laughs> Next time we're going to talk about how to strengthen your personal relationships with your friends. <laughs> the, the, the do's and the do nots of, how to, of what to say to certain people. It's you know about what I knowing it's about knowing how the other people will respond. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean though? No, I know what you mean. Like when I was yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go. When no, I was going to say when I was having some harder times in college, one mantra that kind of just hit me one day um was just I am enough. And I just kept thinking that to myself that day. And it really sat with me and reminded me that that was it, period. That I was enough and I didn't have to do anything or please anyone else, particularly in some specific way, to be worth something. So yeah. it definitely resonates with me too, Yeah. Yeah. And I, how do I want to say this? Um, you got to say it. 
I think a lot of came to you. I think a lot of people. I don't even want to say that. I think I at one point <laughs> thought that um, it was like a really privileged thing to say. I, I think I was very bitter growing up, um, and I was always bitter against the privileged, even knowing that I was privileged in some regards as well. So, um, but it was always like, of course, you can say that you're enough. People love you. You're good at sports you're smart you have a good family like of course you can say that you're enough um so uh, but i just think and it might not be the best way to look at it but even if your life does suck or you're not a fan of the life that you have um it's better to believe that you're enough and this is easier said than done. I'm not saying, yeah, just do it because it makes sense. It's easier to believe you're enough because or else life's going to be miserable. Uh, versus not believing you're enough, but being stuck with that for the rest of your life. And so even if you perceive yourself to be in a good state of life, or if you perceive yourself to be in a bad state of life, okay, now I'm finally getting to the point. But no matter what, if life is good for you or life is bad for you, you are still enough. Um, because that is determined by what's internal, not the external factors that you cannot control. Jeez, I am so rambly today. I'm just like... Ramble on. I'm, just trying, I'm like not even getting to the point and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. That makes I'm sense. I'm still not used to that we're recording the video. Yeah, oh. I'm trying my best to not just constantly think about it, but it's very... Oh, I whenever I, I... One way I practice, like I've practiced, no, but when I was... No, I mean, you had... you had, When I did Zoom... recorded some vlogs, yeah. But when I also... When I did Zoom calls, I would never put my camera... I can't... I don't see myself. So oh, you you turn your video off? Or well, you I hide it. So it's... Because this is... It feels like real life to me. You, you just... You're just talking to me. I just see screen. you talking to you. I don't see... Oh, I don't see me. See, that's what I, I should... I don't get any... Well, now it's, now it's too late for this one. But <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that next time because like, I keep... That's that's wise. Yeah. I don't get any feedback. And I'm like, well, I don't get any... I'm not looking at a mirror when I talk in person. It's true. So I don't know what I look like. Um and I, and I, well, it's kind of a trick because it, now I just feel more relaxed and I feel more organic. So I probably look mm-hmm. better on the camera than if I was really trying. Right, 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 right. But also, no one's going to, I didn't, I, nothing has seemed off to me. So, no, 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 no. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm probably slouching too. I, I mean, it'll be a great, hey, one of the really cool things about editing and recording things is like, I feel like in real life, I've, <laughs> Like, I think I'll, I'll have a better stance posture now because I know that I'm, like, recording myself or, like, I'm, oh, I'm trying to remove like from my vocabulary also. And I'm not doing a good job. But we're practicing. Recording we're tra- ourselves. Have I told you about when I had an oral exam? For Spanish? No, for um, one of my arts and letters seminars. And for part of the exam, so we went, I had to go into my professor's office and answer these questions and we recorded the whole exam and part of the assignment for the exam was to 
word for word, sound for sound, transcribe everything we said in response to one of the questions into a word document and type it all out. Even with like ums and and every um, every uh, like pause, everything. Oh, that must have been brutal. What I realized is, in addition to some things like um and like. When I talk, I have a tendency to speak and run on sentences. Mm. I want to start doing that with our own. And I think with our own podcasts. I have a I have a conjecture on why I speak and run on sentences, and I would challenge everyone who's listening to think about this for yourself next time you're having a conversation with someone. I think part of the reason that I often speak and run on sentences is because. It's a way to basically fight for not the spotlight. Spotlight is not the right way to say it, but if you're worried, someone's going to interject into what you're saying and interrupt your thoughts. Just keep going so that you can't continue. Then you never end your sentence. That's, that's what I, that's what I think. Because if you, if you don't end your sentence, and you keep saying sounds and you keep and and so and but and because and just keep that thought stretching forever and ever, then you can actually finish what you're saying. For me, it's because, and I, I try not to, I don't like admitting this, but it's something I need to work on. Apparently, I don't like silence apparently and I, I didn't need to put an and there i could have paused and i <laughs> um well there's i mean i guess there's multiple reasons but one of them is i don't like silence and i will try to fill air with something and <laughs> but now we're so aware now we're thinking about it so much and i you know i also, you know, they don't know. You don't know what I'm about to say. So why am I get, Why am I saying? You know, some things are also vernacular sayings that we have in our American dialect of English. Sure, sure. I think sometimes there's so much emphasis placed on how one speaks, and really, what's important is that you can convey your internal ideas to an external audience. Yeah, I also used to be super with um, and he was like. And she was like, you know, when they're, when you're telling a story and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I just did it right there. Um, you should replace it with he said, or she said, and someone argued, but if you say he was like, or she was like, then I know you're paraphrasing what they're saying. It's not a direct quote anymore. And I'm like, oh, valid. If that's, you know, what any, everyone thought of when you said he was like, or she was like, but that's so true. When I tell stories, I don't know if I'm directly quoting them word for word. I'm retelling a story. So if I say he was like, it was, you know, just a general sense of what I remembered from what he had said or she said. I can't tell if you're being silent intentionally to like. No, I was thinking, I was thinking about if that kind of tactic is partially what leads me to veer away from having hard line stances 
or opinions that I feel like I need to share in a tangential way. Not wanting to say something that someone else said erroneously or misquote someone. If that leads you to say they said something along the lines of instead of just saying they said, because it may technically be more accurate, but eventually the result is that everything that you try to say gets bogged down by making it all conditional that it may be this way, but it may also not be that way. That's also, that also happens in science sometimes though. The scientific language can be very specific in terms of saying there is a chance that this happened because of this, or this did not happen because of chance. And it's all probabilities. I think another thing for me related to this is the idea of gossip. Um, And it's like the number one thing that I will, that I have tried to, that I've tried to curb um, or at least that I'm hyper aware of them that I will always think, Oh, I need, I shouldn't have said that. Or should I kept that to myself or I shouldn't have shared. Excuse me, Margo. It's a little bit of a whine. Margo, over there. Margo come here. Margo with the feature. Come here. Let's say hi. Come here. Come here. What breed is Margo? A Cavapoo. A mix between a poodle and a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Um, no, is, is gossip. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Amazing transition. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you tried to curb gossip. Yeah, I tried to curb Gossip, just because it's not beneficial for anybody. Uh, gossip in the negative connotation, I do believe in talking about other people in a way to build them up or or generate real conversation. Um, but I find that because of gossip and you want it to be juicy and you want it to be interesting, um, people spin stories out of control um, to make it way more dramatic than it is. And then it becomes a really dramatic thing. Um and I, I find that when I do gossip, when I have gossiped, 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 um, oh, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll use all of the exaggerations and the hyperboles and the he was like and she was like, because I don't really, I mean, if I said it objectively how it went, it wouldn't be as interesting or it wouldn't be um, biased towards me. And and one of the issues with that, and there are many issues to gossiping, but one of the issues to saying he was like or she was like, is is there the the objectivity of the story is out the window because it's all about subjective personal interpretation of said event. If I the issue with paraphrasing is how do we know that that's what they intended? It was just how I interpreted it, and now we're we 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 spew these falsities and these false stories that people are unwilling to let go of about certain people, about certain events, about self. Um, and so I, it's just one reason why I am hyper aware or try to be hyper aware of how I talk about you debating. Josh, did you disappear? Boo. (laughs) Boo. Oh, look, he's back. Look, he returned. (laughs) What's up? Looks like that's not going on the internet. No, it looks like it's 100% still going on the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> it's the glow up. Oh, that's the distortion on the mic because now I'm yelling. Well, I, I think also like the first video should be a little bit of bloopers, fun stuff. Just totally. <laughs> I 
<laughs> Come on, it's kind of funny. Like the timing of every the timing of the it set all. the bar just no man Earth's <laughs> mantle low. I'll make it a banger. The outer core low. You know what we should do though is we should record flow rider low. That's how that's how low the bar is being set right now. <laughs> Dude, you disappeared on me, and I went. Uh, uh, uh. I heard you for Josh. Josh. <laughs> Josh. I was worried. And I said, I said, not not in this day and age should the internet ever cut out such that. Oh, and I'm not even talking to my microphone. This is terrible. Did you say something super insightful to everyone while I was gone? <laughs> also, I'll be honest. At one point, my own recording of my video died. <laughs> I don't know when. So there'll be like five minutes of me it's not gonna be, anything. It's gonna be, we're going to have to get someone to animate everything that we said. <laughs> all right. Love everyone. Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.